Welcome back to the What's Up and What's Next podcast, the greatest podcast of all times. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest in the building. Not only is he a close friend of mine, but he's also the most hardworking person I've ever met in my entire life. He is currently one of the UK top heavyweight amateur boxers, and he is here to stay. Ladies and gentlemen, remember the name Delicious Ori, also known as DJ. Welcome, DJ. Thank you very much for having me. That was a very epic introduction. No, thank you. Thank you for being here and for making the time. How have you been? I've been great. I've been absolutely great. Apart from the, uh, the lockdown business that's been happening the past couple of months, that's uh, set us back you know, a little bit. Apart from that, it's been, it's been great. Training is going great. Injury-free. I can't complain. Yeah, you've been working, even throughout this lockdown, you've been working so hard. I've been paying attention to what you've been up to, and you've really put in the graft. So can you tell us a bit more about yourself? Because I've kind of dropped the hint about the boxing stuff, but I'm sure a lot of people will want to know more. So tell us a bit more about yourself. How did you get into boxing? All right. My name is Delicious Ori. I started boxing when I was 18 years old. I'm now 23 years old. And I... Yeah, I've just been competing, training, um, kind of, you know, devoting, devoting my life in a way to, to the sport of boxing. And yeah, I've managed to win um, pretty big tournaments um, domestically. Um, and yeah, no, that, you know, I'm still looking to win, win more in the future. Just graduated from university. And I've been doing that. So I've been kind of balancing them both in the, you know, the past couple of years. Um, so I've just graduated this year. So now, you know, I'm fully focused and fully kind of even more devoted to the, to the sport of boxing. Currently an amateur boxer looking to go through the path of the Commonwealth Games and kind of the Olympics route of boxing before I turn, before I turn professional. So that's that's the aim. You used to play yeah, basketball? That's actually about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I used to play basketball growing up. I would say that's maybe, you know, I was able to transfer some of the skills from from basketball to to boxing so yes yeah, I, I started probably about 10 and i finished about 17 18 where I then kind of transferred to the, to the sport of boxing just before well just after college or six four that's great one thing one of the things i remember as well because i feel like when we was at uni we must have played basketball once we must have gone to the court and just play once but one of the things that i remember the most from uni and by the way bro congratulations on on you know graduating that's amazing legit like you balanced it out fully boxing and uni at the same time and i know that working and doing uni at the same time is hard enough rather long just training so well done man Thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. I really do appreciate it. Well, we're on the same boat. You, you was able to graduate. Remember those days, the, the struggle days. Yeah. <laughs> we made it now. Yeah, we used to stress. We had those days. We had those days. We really did. We really did. <laughs> One of the other things I remember from uni was walking into your room, into your uni room, and you just had a shelf. Literally, like, one of the top shelves, just full of, like, medals, trophies. Like, it was insane. I felt like I was walking into, like, a professional athlete's room. 
<laughs> like you know like how they have that trophy room with all the trophies yeah. like you had so yeah, I many like I needed, somewhere, I needed somewhere to put them <laughs> <laughs> which leads me to my next question about how many tournaments and championships and competitions have you won and which ones are like worth mentioning here to be honest i can't well i won't be able to remember every tournament that i've entered and that's because i've entered a lot of tournaments see in amateur boxing there is something called well there's kind of these competitions called club bouts which are kind of like single individual bouts that you you, you know that you you compete in and you, there's also tournaments where they could be carried out over a couple of weeks every weekend or every you know every week or it could be one weekend where it will be like three days straight two days straight of just competitions most of my fights have has been in tournaments I don't, I don't really remember all of them, but the ones that I do remember are uh, is uh, Harringay Box Cup, which is you know you know fairly known. It's the you know the biggest tournament, amateur boxing tournament in Europe. It's it's massive, and it's it's a you know it's a prestigious event, and I'm you know I'm glad that I was able to win that. Also, I think most importantly, it was the the national amateur boxing championships, which is like kind of the, the main domestic tournament you know the biggest national tournament you can have in england and very prestigious as well very big event that again i was happy to win also the the gb tri nations where i was given the opportunity to represent england and uh, be able to compete against scotland scottish number one and, and welsh number one so as well that's something that i'll, I'll never forget and that was another big moment in my life so far so yeah i was able to win them uh, the moment i've had 33 fights um, with two losses, so 31 wins in 33 fights. That's a lot of experience as an amateur. That is a lot of experience. So we yeah, could yeah, we, we could probably like dedicate the whole episode to just counting the amount of tournaments you've won, but it wouldn't do justice to who you are because there's more to you. You've also been featured in a lot of media, a lot of media, a lot of articles, news, TV, gadget shows, Sky Sports. Do you want to tell us about how that experience felt, like being on the Gadget Show or being on Sky Sports? Yeah, it's, it's been great, and you know, I'm I'm lucky enough to have the people around me to help me, you know, you know, kind of connect to these uh, to these people that are running, you know, these programs and shows, like for example, Gadget Show, or that are, are linked with journalists and you know, people that are to do with you know, newspapers and articles online and stuff. So I'm lucky enough to have those people around me to help. And obviously it comes with being able to, you know, work hard and win things to then be able to, you know, be on these, um, you know, the media and stuff. But yeah, it, feel, it feels good. It feels like, you know, all your hard work has been um, recognised and, you know, people are, you know, re- you know, knowing who, who this, you know, who this d- delicious Ori person is. And, you know, that's <laughs> great. It's like, you know, the hard work is paying off. That's the way I see it anyway. No, it, re- it really is. You, you've worked extremely hard. And that's why I started the podcast by saying that you're definitely like the most hardworking person I've ever come across. And I'd like to think myself as a, as a hard worker. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. That's big. That's big coming from you because you do work hard yourself, man. <laughs> Thank you. And, and like likewise goes to you as well. Yeah, that, that is big coming from you as well to me. How do you stay motivated in the sport, DJ? Honestly, it's an individual sport and not a team sport. In team sports, and I've played team sports a lot of times, it is easier 
to be motivated because you have people around you that are in the field, you know, whether I'm playing football or if I'm playing volleyball, like I have a team that's in there with me. When you're boxing, there's no one around in the ring with you apart from the person you're boxing against. So how do you stay motivated in this individual sport? Ooh, that's a good question. You know, like when I, when I started boxing or even before I started boxing, after I've done my research, I kind of, you know, I set, I set it in my mind, you know, that I want to become the best in this sport. And it's from the start. I didn't just do, get, do it to lose weight at the start and it changed my mind, you know, kind of sort of path in it. I said from the start, before I even hit a bag, I said, I'm going to become the best at this specific sport. And how do I, you know, I can't really say, you know, how to be motivated, but how I kept myself motivated is I've always, you know, I asked, it's it's all about how how badly you wanted it inside. I re, you know I really badly really wanted it inside, and I also remember, you know, thinking about my dad and my mom. Um, I always think about why I'm doing it. For, you know, like my mom and dad worked hard. You know, giving me the opportunity to have a you know good prosperous life. So, you know, I've always wanted to pay them back. Also, myself personally, I've always wanted to improve myself both physically and mentally and boxing allows me to do, to do that. You know, be able to get to that next level is my motivation to be able to develop myself both mentally and physically. So yeah, that is, that's, that's it really. Just, just keep motivated that way. Um, and just, just in my mind, reminding myself, you know, when it does get hard, you know, why do I want to, well, why do I want to, why am I, why am I training hard right now? Why am I, you know, pushing right now? It's because I do want to become the best. And I feel like that's how I keep myself. That's how I consistently, keep myself on track all the time. I think you mentioned something really important there, which was about keeping your purpose in front of you. Like, why am I doing this in the first place? And just keep going back to that. And also how you said about how bad do you want it? And I think that's the question that everyone should ask themselves when they're doing something like, how bad do you want it? Definitely. Because that's the trigger, isn't it? Yeah, see, different, you know, well, I might not want something as bad as something someone else in another kind of field or another task, you know. And people have different um, ambitions and goals in life. It just, and as well, it just it all depends on how. That's like I say. The bottom line is, it all depends how bad you want it. Really deep down, if you don't want it, you're not going to become successful. Like you're not going to become the best at it. And you, you, to be honest, you've got to be you got to be honest with yourself because the only person you're lying to is yourself. If, if you know, it's something that you don't really like or don't enjoy. And, you know, as a result, you're not really want it that bad, but you do it anyway. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's just you know, you're not going to get anywhere with that. So it's all about how bad do you want it? You've got to be honest with yourself. Like I'm always honest with myself. And I always say, when it does get hard, how bad do you want it? Why, why am I doing this right now? And that that gives me that motivation and the fire because I remind myself, oh, yeah, that's what I want to do. So I carry on and I push myself harder. And that, that's, that's, that's how it should be for everyone. And, and I think that's a valuable lesson. One thing that I want to ask you is, out of all the sports, right? You said you got into boxing at 18. Out of all the sports, yeah. why boxing? There's so many other sports that you could have gone for. Why yeah. boxing? You see, growing up, I've always wanted to have a go. I've always wanted to kind of, uh, you know get in a boxing gym and just punch a bag, you know, 
but I never give. I was never given that opportunity as a, as a as a child growing up. Obviously, you know, you're, you know, so well, I say the parents, some parents, you know, don't really think it's, you know, good for the kid or whatever. But my parents didn't really want me to go down that route, I guess. It didn't really see me as a violent person. And to be honest, I wasn't a violent person, still not a violent person now, you know, outside the ring at all. You know, I'm, you know I've never really been involved in a fight outside of outside the ring. I'm not, I don't like confrontation, conflict, any of that, not loud. So... It's when I did tell them that I was gonna box. It was um, kind of a, it was a shock to them. So yeah, growing up, I never had the opportunity in school as well. Never really had the opportunity to you know they never really had the facilities for for boxing or you know boxing teachers etc cetera, etc. Cetera. So no, I never really had the opportunity. So yeah, when I when I did turn eighteen, I, I kind of hit a point in my life where I thought, all right, why? What am I doing now? What what's okay? So I'm eighteen years old now. I finished college. What am I doing in my life? Do I carry on bo- uh, bas- basketball, or you know, do I pick do I pick a sport where? Because if I to, if I carried on the basketball, I would have had to move you know move to a different country or you know do it that way. But I thought you know what? Let me I did my research and I thought you know give me let me give boxing a try. And after after doing my research and after finding out that you know it is possible to become literally the best at the age of eighteen at my weight. I thought, why, of course I can do it. If I if I put everything in it, why wouldn't I be able to do it? So yeah, I gave it a go, and I I absolutely loved it, you know. And I then you know even like I said before, I did have my first training session. I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna really excel in that, and I didn't really think oh because I'm big and you know I'm fast. I didn't think I just thought I'm gonna work harder than anybody else. And that's as simple as that. I'm gonna work harder than anybody else, and I made sure to do that. You know, one of the things that you just mentioned that, that actually I, I can vouch for that, which is you're actually really not a violent person. You're definitely not that type of person. Like, you know how there's always, there's some boxers that you, they, they, that's just their personality. That's the type of people they are. But you're actually not like that. you proper down to earth. you proper humble guy, which is something that I respect a lot about you uh, as well, by the way. And uh, interesting, interestingly enough, just understanding that you just tried something and then you enjoyed it and then you found a passion in it. I think that's, and, and you developed that passion. It's not just finding the passion, it's developing that passion, which you did for boxing. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that I personally and a lot of people need to take away, which is you develop your passion. You don't just walk around the street and then find it on the ground. You know what I mean? No. And with yeah. that, with that said, there has to be someone or multiple people that have been like inspiration in that sport for you? Like who's your number one inspiration in boxing and why? The inspiration came through the research that I did at, at the start. So obviously my biggest inspiration would have been Anthony Joshua. When I, you know, I did a lot of research on uh, when he won the, when he won the Olympics and how well he did, you know, over a short space of time. And then transferring that into the professional game and smashing it in a short space, you know, in a short space of time again, really made me feel like that it is possible. From from my point, you know, from from where you know, in my position, you know, I, you know, he was able to he paved that path, and him he, he able to do it made me believe that it was possible. So you know, that in in itself is inspirational for me that is inspirational to me and I'll look at him I think you know he's able to do it why can't I do it you know you've also got boxers like um, 
you know, even boxers like uh, Tyson Fury or and, and Wilder, George Joyce, all of these boxers, you know, I look up to and they, you know, and see be, see them progress and achieve what they've achieved and really give me that inspiration. But it's also outside of boxing, you know, I've got a lot of strong inspiration outside of boxing, which is my, my dad, who's worked very hard to get to, you know, where he's at now, to, you know, work very hard to support me, um, even till this day. And I find that a massive inspiration. And obviously, I kind of reflect that hard work that he, he puts in through boxing. Anthony Joshua is someone that you mentioned that is one of your inspirations. And it's also someone you've actually met multiple times, yeah. actually, if I'm not wrong. Tell me about how that felt. Like, that must have felt amazing, like meeting the person who was part of the inspiration of why you wanted to do the sport. Yeah. It, it was absolutely great. You know, I could, you know, when I first met him, I couldn't like believe it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> um, you know, to be able to see your, you know, inspiration, you know, right there in the flesh is crazy. When when I, when I when I did meet him, and you know, we spoke. I was, you know, he, he even gave me even more inspiration because he was exactly the type of person that, you know, I I thought he was going to be. Jeremy, you know I mean? very you know humble, very, you know. He gave you advice if you needed advice. Do you know what I mean? Stop, you know things like that. And um, yeah, it was just a great experience. And uh, yeah, that's all I could say about that. Really. Yeah. No. No. Big. Big shout out to AJ. A hundred percent. Like great person from what I've seen. Great person for sure. Humble. Now, you've made it to Team GB, and this is one of the things that, bro. I rem- I don't know if you remember this, but I was so gassed. <laughs> I was yeah. so gassed. Because you told me um, before, uh, it was like, you told me like you went, when you were like assessing for them and stuff, when you were going through the process. And then you told me after when you got the news that you, you, you were accepted. And I remember being so gassed for you, bro. <laughs> like, I was well gassed that you made it, which like is a massive milestone in itself. Tell me how that f- made you feel, making it into Team GB. It really reinforced the fact that I'm the same, that hard work pays off, you know. And it, it reinforced as well the fact that, you know, if you just have a goal and whatever you do, just keep working at it and working, whatever happens, ups, downs, doesn't matter. Keep working at it, keep working, keep working at it. Eventually, eventually, it will it will come your way. And, you know, that it really reinforced that to me. When, when, I, when I was given the news, I was, I was over the moon. And it kind of gave me the kind of drive to keep on pushing. Because, you know, once I'm able to achieve this milestone, I thought, okay, this has worked. I've had this goal. I've worked towards this goal. I've done nothing but work towards this goal. And it's worked. Why Why shouldn't or why wouldn't anything else that I now have a target towards not work? So now, you know, once I've crossed this milestone, I'm like, okay, brilliant, amazing. But now, all right, let's move on to the next step. What do I want to do next? What competitions do I want to enter next? And that's the way I think now, knowing that it is actually true. All these saying hard work pays off, and you keep quickly grinding. You know, one day it will it will all be okay. You know, it all, it all you know all it takes just hard work. One of the things that I want to ask you is, you've now had like an amazing journey, right? Back since you were eighteen, you were you were just about doing your research before you entered the sport. Uh, you know, getting into the sport, winning multiple tournaments, having the chance to meet multiple great exceptional people in the sport and in in the industry all these media coverage that we've spoken about the insane amount of tournaments you've won 
getting into Team GB. And, and now the question becomes, what's next? Because you've, you've done so much in, in a short amount of, of time, in my, in my view. You've done quite a lot for the time frame. So I just want to ask you, in terms of future career, when, what can we expect? Like, when can we expect you to turn pro, for example? Because I know that will happen. But I'm just curious on what's on your mind. What's the game plan? Um, I haven't even. Obviously, I've been working hard for. It's been about four years now. This boxing thing, and I tell you this now. I haven't even completed about five, maybe maybe five percent, five percent of my whole boxing career. But I say about five percent. So everything I've achieved now is probably about five percent with everything I want to achieve in boxing. So I just want to just, just put it to perspective how how my mind is thinking. Do you know what I mean? Where I'm going to be in however many years. And I'm willing to take time in it because I know it just it takes time. You, you can never rush this you know, this sport. You can never ever rush it, especially if you want to get to the, the top level. You know, I'll stay, I'll stay amateur for as, long as, for as long as I can in order to be able to gain that experience and really become that fighter that is well-seasoned and, and all-rounded and just be pr- ready, 100% ready for the professional game. Like I said, you can't rush the sport. I, I won't be looking to, I'm not even looking to turn pro at the moment at all, not even not even slightly. Uh, my aim is the Commonwealth Games, my aim is the Olympics, my aim is to achieve everything I possibly can as an amateur before then I then take the next step to turn pro. So I feel like that is you know the most sensible way to approach it. Obviously, people's paths are different. Uh, people choose different paths depending on their situation and stuff. But I feel like for me personally, my own path is 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 you know is this path which is build immense experience uh, before you even enter before even before you even think about entering professional game because I'm all about longevity and you know achieving the best in the sport. And um, yeah, I'm willing to do that properly, which which you know would take a bit of time, but it is what it is. You're not in a rush, that's for sure. Exactly. Yeah, slow and steady. I'm sure you'll get there, and I like I like that game plan, and I'm excited to see where where it takes you in the future. Now, there will be people listening to this podcast that might be, you know, a young age, just like you were when you were trying to figure out what you wanted to do as a sport. What advice would you give to anyone listening right now that may want to pursue sports they they might enjoy or they might love? Ooh, I say, you know what? This is not even sports. You know, this is anything. Like, I always tell, like, whenever I have um, whenever I have to give a presentation to like a class, you know, with kids, or when I did my when I did an assembly back in my um, secondary school to year ten and year eleven, it's it does it's not just about sport. It's everything could be anything and i always say i think it's quite intimidating you know when you tell like you know especially when i was younger when uh, i remember you know teachers were saying to me you're gonna find something that you you love doing that's quite intimidating for me because it's like how do how do i do that you know there's a hundred there's a million things to do how the hell do i find something you know you can't just you know it's not that easy it's not as easy as it's said my advice would always be like you know just just try different things out you know and when you when you know you know jimmy when you feel you know, when I was a kid, when I was ten years old, when I was playing basketball, I felt it. It felt like it was 
I enjoyed this. It wasn't an exercise. It wasn't a chore. I enjoyed running up and down, shooing the ball, layup, you know, all of that stuff. I enjoyed doing that. And that's how I knew I, I, I loved the sport. When I did boxing at 18, I, I genuinely enjoyed, to this day, I genuinely enjoyed doing it. I enjoyed training. Obviously, not all the time, because <laughs> but it does get hard sometimes. But it's not, that, that's, not that's, that's not the point. That's The point is, overall, you know, I enjoy the reward I get from the sport, okay? And that's what, that's how I'm able to keep on going and keep on achieving and keep on pushing past that threshold and keep on, you know, aiming higher and higher and higher. That's what I would tell a young person, a younger person, find something they enjoy because that's the only way you are able to really succeed at it without um, it being a pain. Well, to be, to be honest, to be, actually, that's a lie. It will always be a pain to to become to, to <laughs> succeed at something. There will always be pain. Yeah, but what you're trying to say is that it doesn't feel like a chore if it's something that you enjoy, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what I'm trying to say is, yeah, it doesn't feel like a chore. There will be pain if you want to achieve something great, but it definitely doesn't feel like a chore compared to something that you don't really feel like doing 100% into. Um, but the only way you can do that, like I always say, is try out different things. Try, you know, painting, basketball, judo, anything. Just keep trying, keep trying. And when you know, you know. You know that saying, when you know, you know. This is this is where it, this is where it comes down to. When you know, you know. 100%. Thank you so much for the time you've, you've given me today, DJ. Honestly, it's always a pleasure speaking to you, bro. Honestly. I do have one one final question for you, yeah. which is what's up and what's next for you in the near future, or are we looking we're looking further down the line. You can take that question however you like it. What's up and what's next? Well, right now training, getting my head, you know, putting everything, my soul, my heart, everything into the sport of boxing, and what's next well i guess we'll we'll, we'll see uh, at the moment i'm just training and i'm working very hard and you know whatever happens in the future happens but yeah that's that's my question that's my answer <laughs> awesome good stuff thank you so much honestly one thing i can say now and, and i'll say it on this podcast first is that you definitely have a bright future ahead of you and i know it and it's just comes down to what you said earlier, which is hard work, consistency, dedication, in how bad you want it. And if you want exactly. it that bad, then you'll do everything in your power to do it. And that's how you've always been. Exactly. Left. That's how it's always going to be. So one thing I want to say is 100% you will be, and you are the future of boxing. And that's facts. Like, you will be champion of the world. I'm saying it right now on this podcast, yeah. Clip this. Everyone listening, he'll clip this <laughs> and then replay it in a few years' time when when it does come true, because it will. You are the future of boxing. DJ, thank you so much, bro. I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much for having me. And if you guys have enjoyed today's episode, then please make sure to listen to the next podcast to find out what's up and what's next.